0: Can you name a city that hosted a game at the 2002 World Cup? She would say Tokyo. Out straight away.
1: Whoa! Whoa. Oh, one of the greatest answers of all time. OTB
0: AM live weekday mornings from 7:30 on the OTB Sports app. O-T-B-,
1: OTB AM with Gillette.
0: Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar very welcome back to a specially extended OTBAM it's just gone full time in Hamilton and Ireland have been beaten by the Maori All Blacks the full time score was 32 points to 17 and delighted to say Keith Wood has been watching it and is with us this morning Keith how are you getting on?
1: Yeah I'm good thank you that was hard watching for a lot of that game
0: Yeah we knew it was going to be tough I'm not sure we knew it was going to be quite this tough from the, the first game from the warm up game
1: yeah, I look. I, I think we did know it was going to be tough, but um, we looked uh, pretty jaded. Um, with the pace of the game, seemed to put us under a huge amount of pressure. It, um, I'm always stunned actually by the handling of New Zealand teams in the rain, and um, it has been raining there pretty much all day. Rained for a lot of the game, and you wouldn't seem to know it from from the handling. The passes were perfect out in front all the time. Good level of sympathy with it. Um, the pace, the running lines, um, I think it gives a, a fairly sharp insight into some of these players who, um, who've who been brought out to be blooded on the tour that the standards to play at international rugby is pretty high. And um, I just thought the pace pretty much at rock time uh, and the handling was had us in all sorts of trouble.
0: So, so those are the two big uh, takeaways from the, this morning, you think. Rock time and uh, just basic skills in tough conditions.
1: Yeah, rook time and, and our attention to rook and dealing with the referee and how the rook goes because we got penalised off the park. So we never seem to get ourselves into any level of momentum. Um, um, and we seem to give a lot of momentum uh, to the Maoris because every time uh, there was a rook, we seem to give away a penalty or it was very, very quick for them. So, you know, all our players who are at the end of a, a long season. Um, if you don't slow down the ball, you're never gonna catch a breath, you know. And we were I mean, our forwards were lumbering um in the last seven or eight minutes of the first half. They'd been run absolutely ragged, and that's when the, the gap seemed to open up a little bit more.
0: Is that from your experience the biggest challenge of going down on these summer tours is is the fact that you are at the end of the long season and, and you are a little bit gassed even from minute one?
1: And I think look, it's a it's an incredibly long season, but I, I'm not using that as an excuse. I'm, I'm using it as uh, um, for for a couple of different reasons. You go down there, you play. You have to get to the pitch of the game. Um, you have to get to the pace of the game. You have to slow things down so that you're able to actually go and play. You have to have a defensive setup. And so when you look at, at the Irish the Irish team, it's a lot of guys who haven't played international rugby, a lot of guys who this is a pretty big step up. And, and some of them, uh, Heineken rugby is a, is a step up for them and is pushing them a bit too much. This is pushing it up to another layer, another level. Um, and uh, you're trying to blend a team, you know, of our mixture of first, seconds, thirds players um, into, into a match against a team who was playing with, with a high level of pride, a high level of attention to detail. I mean, I go back to the, to the skill level at the start um, when you see Stevenson and Sullivan and uh, catching the ball at pace, um, still having the time to look to where they're going to pass it. I mean, there, were very, there was sympathy with the pass all the time. So they had players running on from depth all the time catching it with their fingers not their hands or not their chest Um, on a wet day uh, Ireland never got themselves in a position to be able to defend properly and I think we're exposed very heavily by some of the players not having played together before Um, um, especially when you're put under that level of pressure so uh, look I thought just it's a chastening enough sort of day I I started out as writing notes for the first half and I was just saying look this is a great opportunity for guys to see the, the standard they're going to have to get to. But then it just drifts away as the game kind of goes along and then it just becomes a, a hard, really, really hard day at the office, you know. And I think some guys came out of it pretty well, but uh, not a huge number today.
0: It seemed Ireland were kicking the ball away more aimlessly or more frequently than they were during the Six Nations. Just,
1: I, look, I'm... I'm... Kicking the ball when we kick it is just is very annoying, I, I I think too often. And when we did have the ball in the 22 in the first while, O'Brien kicked it away a, a lot. Uh, Casey, I think box kicked too much um, and he was under huge pressure. I mean, the, the front five were, were getting fairly pummeled by the pace, but also in the scrum um, and also at ruck time. So he was having to dig for the ball an awful lot. Um, uh, there's a slight different interpretation of offside and uh, um, which is from where you're coming from an offside position and when the ball is out and um, I don't know whether Wayne Barnes is trying to play it differently or but Ireland didn't adjust to that properly Um, and uh, Casey got caught too often with the ball in hand Um, so it, it was just again one of those just really really tough things but you need to hold on to the ball you can't kick it away too often um, having said that no, I thought for all, he played pretty well um, on his first start. Like he hasn't played no time at 10. And I, I thought at times he grew into the game. And I know he went to kick a ball out in the full at the end. I never criticize him for that because um, Ireland had lost the game and he was pushing for every single bit of it. And I think that's the right thing for him to do.
0: Okay. So a glimmer of hope in, in performance then. Yeah.
1: Look, I think so for his first time starting um, and getting a chance to play. And he was given the full 80 minutes, which I appreciate. Um, I look, I thought he did some things well, some things not so well, but that's fine. He's starting. So that's all those things are great. Um, uh i got I was very worried and I'm, I'm hoping that Keen Healy is okay because um uh, he had to come on very early for Lachman I thought uh, Lachman i thought he was a bit unsteady on his feet, going off the field. I was surprised to see him coming back onto the field and then he was taken off again at half time um but keen Healy looked that looked like a horrible injury, and the referee reacted immediately to stop the game because um he could hear the 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 shout of pain from Keane Healy so I'm hoping that's not too serious Um, but it looked pretty bad and I fear for him a little
0: yeah especially at this stage of his career as well there's going to be a a new call up in that position Keith or is it like I mean uh, Bealem comes on to to try and uh, I guess stop the the, the bleeding at that side of the scrum late on in in that that game but to lose Lockman and uh, to to lose Healy potentially for the first test at least I mean that's um, that's a huge blow immediately to Andy Farrell and that's probably the big takeaway from today
1: yeah, I mean, we had, a, we had a conversations about it a few weeks ago that our depth chart, um, we've struggled a little bit at the end of the season in the front row and our depth chart was just getting a little bit thin. Now it's got an awful lot thinner. So, look, there are huge issues to worry. It isn't as if there's um, you're leaving a huge number of players at home um, that are, uh, are up to scratch at this level. So, um, look, I think it'll be interesting to see exactly what they actually do because... Um, uh, you know there is three tests and another Maori game uh, it's it's a very tough tour like I'm really excited by the level of the tour but I'm not excited by the level of guys that were down injured no
0: what what happens next do you think is, is it a, a new call up at that point uh, I think it has to be yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll obviously see how things develop on that front over the next little while the, the Lockwood situation is just a bit of a harder one to nail down because as Keith said he uh, came off went back on and then didn't show up again for the second half so so a decision was clearly made at half time and then the other thing Keith was was James Hume, that didn't look great either
1: No it didn't um, I thought it was a, just a bit of a bang at the start but then he couldn't seem to put his, his foot down on the ground so it kind of looked like a, a stomach or a groin injury Um and uh, yeah, that didn't look that didn't look too good. So look, we've already had a chunk of injuries on the tour before. You know, before the first match started, there's a few more from today. It depends on the seriousness of some of these. But um, look, that's that's one of the issues I think of playing in a in a very long season. In the manner that we have, I think we're at a month eleven in the season. So um, we've managed to keep an awful lot of the teams pretty much injury free. I think for a lot of the year. Um, but uh, it seems to be taking its toll at the moment.
0: Like obviously, the tendency here is to to wonder whether or not five games was the, the correct decision, given the the amount of injuries. But this is an unbelievably steep learning curve for those people who will who will now need to come in, and that's the whole point of a of a tour of the year before a World Cup, is it not?
1: Well, I think it is actually, and uh, strangely, I think it's a very tough tour. Um, but I'm not saying I think it's a it's a wrong tour. Um, look, we have gone in. Uh, for World Cup after World Cup, where we've been confident or not confident in the last World Cup we'd kind of lost our way in the twelve months previous to the to the World Cup um we hadn't made any of the changes. This is the opportunity to make changes uh, 12, 14 months out so that you have more options and um like the options can it be just to keep the oldest players there till you get to the World Cup? It has to be about unearthing new guys. Younger guys, uh, giving them the exposure at the international level to try and get the best out of them, so that at least they're some way prepared by the time you get to a World Cup. But um, so I look, I, it's an incredibly important tour. Um, the team has always had uh, high pretensions over the last while. They've they've won some championships over the last period of time. They're very capable. Um, it's trying to bring it on to the next level and have the strength of depth. And it's how do players react when they're suddenly drafted in, like Niles Scanlon. Landed yesterday and played 35 minutes today, you know, and, and played pretty well, actually. So um, the, uh, you know, you have to be able to react. You have to be able to turn around very quickly in, in World Cup. So um, it's pretty important. To, this tour has been important always. It's been marked as as one of those big elements of where, where we go. But um, yeah, it was tough today.
0: If you go through some of the the positions, then that uh, might be in question over the course of the next few weeks. Like, I mean, you look at the back three, and Jimmy O'Brien's obviously had a great season with Leinster. Jordan Armour and Keith Earls on the wing. I guess Earls is probably the the person out of, out of those three you might have been expecting to put his hand up for test inclusion over the next few weeks. Are all those those three lads now really fighting to to get bench time over over the next little while, and certainly this Saturday?
1: Yeah, I, it's uh, it's very hard. I think once. It, and it's one of those things that's nerve-wracking things. You almost don't... You want to get picked for the first match mm. on tour and you don't because it can have a, a, um, a very short turnaround time to go and play and actually playing three or four days apart is very tough, incredibly tough. In the forwards, almost too tough for the most part. Um, in the backs, yes, you can get away with it um, and uh, but you don't want it with guys with hamstring injuries and fatigue and all that sort of stuff that sets in with that but... Um, uh, look, my view on, on on this tour would be that all the players will get a game. I think different options will be taken. I think Ireland will look to win uh, as many matches as they can. And today wasn't a good start for that. And uh, they'll definitely want to win um, a test and they'll go to try and win the series, of course, because that's the, the nature of this group of players. But But they would definitely want to win a test. Um, but it it isn't about using the same players just to get mm-hmm. from A to B um, over the next three or four weeks I think they're going to have to chop and change the player
0: like, Is there uh, a vulnerability that was exposed today as well to kicking in behind that, that back three that's, that that the Marys have exposed and maybe it's not a personnel issue maybe there's uh, a bit of an Achilles heel that we perhaps didn't quite appreciate until this morning
1: it was a little bit of that, but not not too much, really. I mean, I think, like, New Zealand teams are very smart, so they play what they see in front of them in a lot of cases. And, um, like, this is very tough, I think, for a supporter to look at, but when you see the game at that pace, players are out of position consistently. And we, if, if we also talk about what we've been, um, I think, the reaction to Leinster losing, to the idea that you need to have more grunt Um, more grunt when you're playing against certain types of teams. But when you play against an all-black team or an all-black Maori team, um, it isn't about the size, actually. It's about how quickly you move around the field. And by some of the pace at different times, uh, Ione burned um, uh, Bondiaki for uh, for one of the tries at the start, um, for Stevenson try. Um, You know, it's... The amount of pace that that's been that that was on view would put you under huge pressure. So, it's you have to get used to that. So, it's been a very different type of rugby that the guys have been playing all season to suddenly go and play this particular type under these conditions, where you expect to have a little bit more time with the ball in hand, or, or to um, uh, to put pressure on people with ball in hand. Their handling was excellent ours put us under pressure. It slowed us down somewhat to make certain that we'd hold on to it.
0: Okay, so there's a commonality here a little bit in terms of pace being an issue, either in open play and then also with the pace of, of the ruck. Like, was that not a, a situation at the end of the season, especially with Leinster, that they were really thriving off quick ruck ball, whereas today it was kind of the opposite for Ireland?
1: Yeah, it's a bit of that too, but also it's a mix of players that yeah. haven't played at
0: Completely different, really. It's, it's the Ireland A team that's Leinster, really, as opposed to, to the team yeah, that we have today.
1: And haven't played in an international uh, uh, um, jersey, you know. Mm. So this make, it's, it's a big step up in level. Um, look, I always think that these particular games, you learn an awful lot about the players. You're not going to say that all. 23 that are used are, God, yeah, we did really well there. Now we know exactly where they are. But certain players come out of it and say, okay, he's able to play with a bit of composure. We don't have to worry too much about him. He can make the next step up. And it's much easier to make the step up if you've got three or four um, very seasoned players in and around you. So that's different when you have a team that you pick entirely from um, from scratch. And I know the Maoris it's done like that. And that's the argument against it. But the difference with that and as has always been, is the level of skill and skills training that um, New Zealand kids have. They're so comfortable with the ball. I mean, the level of comfort, um, that try, I think we talked about the pass from Ione to Stevenson, I think it was Stevenson. He was going at full tilt in the rain off his left hand, um, uh, running straight, but, You know, passing left to right, fantastic. And it was exactly where it was supposed to go.
0: How come Ireland have been able to better cover up that disparity in skill level over the last couple of years, particularly in the the games that took place in in November?
1: Well, I think for me it puts down because this comes across as being far too negative, and I don't want it to be negative. I don't think it's. I think there are plenty of negatives from from today, but I also think it's this is part of the process. And um, for for me, our Irish first team, and um, we're at the top, when we're at the top of our game and we play well, we're structured enough. Um, defensive enough, uh, skilled enough playing with the same players to be able to do it. Our strength and depth is getting better and it's been getting better all the time. But it gets exposed when you play against a team that plays a style that you never, ever come across. So I thought we were exposed today. And I think the players will learn an awful lot from it.
0: There's also, I guess, the fact that this is... um... Like, I mean, this is a team that's, I guess, a patchwork, you know, a load of debuts, a load of people playing maybe in, in positions that they weren't expected to get their first Ireland, Ireland cap in, or certainly people early in their Ireland career. So I presume that defensive cohesion and when you're talking about the Irish system isn't something that you could have been ho- overly expectant of of seeing in full flow today.
1: No, you'd like it to have been better and you'd like mm. to have- Able to slow down the rocks an awful lot, uh, an awful lot more because that I think ultimately put our defensive structure under under pressure. You don't want to be thinking about your defensive structure; you just want to know, having done it by rote, you've done it enough. Um, you're having to think about it when you're when you're sucking diesel because the ball is so fast and you're consistently out of position. So that makes it pretty tough. Um, I do think these are things that you can work on, and I will also say that if you go down to New Zealand on a tour. Um, you tend to have a couple of easy matches before you get going. This was this was not an easy game. Um, uh, this was a big emotional game that was played at a uh, frenetic pace from the start, and, uh, and and I think put us under pressure. I don't think we got ourselves into it, and and um, so like we've it's a tough few weeks ahead, like a really tough period of time. And it'll be the mark of which players stand up during that period of time. So it's like it is the hardest place to go on tour. And it is incredibly difficult down there. And they do play with a higher level of skill than we're used to. So um, like um we have to learn about that and learn it very quickly. Gavin Coombs was one of the, the bright sparks for Ireland today. Yeah, um, well, for me, the the great joy was uh, Bondiaki's try mm. uh, because Gavin Coombs passed, and he doesn't he did, hasn't passed that much for Munster, and I know that sounds kind of wrong, but he's been used as a, as a one out ball carrier, very powerful guy. Um, he has been well below his standards this year. Um, I think he got a shock with the pace, um, but I actually thought he came back stronger in the second half from it. But that idea that everybody thinks he's going to carry the ball into contact, two people were drawn straight in to tackle him. And he led a very simple pass to, uh, to Bundiaki to put him over from about 15 yards. So, look, he needs to be able to change up his game a lot more. The, the, the quality of the back row for, for the international team is incredibly high. He does offer something different. He has an incredibly... Uh, Um, good power game and it's how that's brought in and the most got out of it and that's what I'm actually looking forward to for this tour is to see what Farrell can do with the players um, with some of the players who have been off the mark this year can he re-energise them all get them back to a level of where they're excited by the game and it's very hard to be excited when you then play against uh, the Maori All Blacks who are on fire
0: Mm, that's for sure so out of the players that actually got some game time today Keith who do you expect to play on Saturday?
1: Um, I haven't even put any thought into that. Um, I think we may have uh, difficulty in around uh Hooker for for Saturday, um um because we have we've had that injury and scandal coming out. So uh, uh, I think taking um taking um Heffernan off early um just means you're trying to protect resources. Um I still see a fair bit of pace from Ryan Baird. I think there's something there that can be of, of use. I know he came off the bench today. I think when you look at some of the players who didn't come off the bench, it's protecting players to for either to play or to be on the bench at the weekend. Um, uh, I'd like to see whether the Glamour the, like again went down injured at one stage with a stinger, I thought it looked like. Um, um, and you wanted to see those guys fly but they didn't get the ball in space to be able to fly so um, like, it makes it very hard to call who might who might get um, picked from that team very hard to back it up after three or four days
0: Yeah, for sure and also I guess maybe an absence of people putting their hands up as well probably doesn't shift the thinking what he might have thought for this weekend so who are you starting at 10 out of interest, Keith If you're for this weekend so Carberry does get some time off, off the bench but not enough to remove him from the conversation for, for Saturday
1: no, I, I presume you start with, with Johnny at 10 and um, and see how it goes. I mean, you, the, the first test that you play, you want to try and get out of the blocks as hard as you possibly can, as mm. quick as you possibly can. So I think it's it's Johnny's there. I still don't think, like we've had this discussion time after time, who's going to put him under pressure. Um, um, there's nobody putting him under pressure just yet. So, But we've just seen, again, as we've just watched in there, Guys get injured all the time. If Johnny was injured, what would happen? And um, I think Joey Carberry has played pretty well with Ireland. Um, I think his form has dropped off a bit with Munster. A good bit, I think. And so he needs to get his confidence back in. Um, Yeah, we're not. I mean, that's the purpose of this trip is to try and unearth people who are able to play in tough matches. Every one of these games is tough.
0: What have you made of the Joe Schmidt element to proceedings this week? It's an intriguing nugget. I think Andy Farrell is saying he may not be in charge at all for Saturday. The lads could be could be back, and it, and it may not be as uh, as big a story as we, we first thought. But I'm sure there's a, a few nuggets he can bring to to the All Blacks team this weekend.
1: Absolutely. I, look, I think he has an attention to detail that everybody knows about. I think he, um, um, I think some of that attention to detail may be. Um, a really good bonus to New Zealand. I don't think they want to play in that idea that they're going to play seven or eight phases and make certain that they score um, at the end of it. I think they play with a higher level of uh, freedom that's based on a higher level of skill. Um, They're far more risk willing um, uh, than, than, than Joe Schmidt's teams, but actually how to dismantle teams. He is incredibly good and, uh, he'll be a bonus a huge bonus to them I, making a big story out of it because of the fact he was here before no I don't I don't go for that at all people move on it's a professional game
0: what, What's your gut feeling about where the All Blacks will be then over the course of the next few weeks is it going to be a sort of uh, blood curdling thirst for revenge after what Ireland did to them at the end of last year
1: I think there will be a fair bit of revenge in, involved in it because it's their pride has been affected I think Foster is actually under a huge amount of pressure and Joe Schmidt coming into the scene um, albeit early because of of a COVID crisis, and if things were to go very well, would put him under even more pressure. But it's um, yeah, it's been interesting. I, when when you've looked at New Zealand coaching setups over the last number of World Cups, they've had two or three or four World Cup coaches. You know, people who've who've been in World Cups previously or have coached overseas. You've got a huge coaching ticket of. Experience that tends to blend things very well. Uh, it's not quite that same at this stage, and I, I, that's I think why Joe Schmidt's coming back in as an independent selector. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I, it's it's kind of one of those unusual things. I always find when you go down to New Zealand, what happens at the very very start? Are New Zealand confident or not confident? Well, um, their their uh, their franchises have been playing incredibly well over the last few weeks. Does that translate and can that translate quickly to to the all-backs being up to speed and unearthing um, the players that they invariably do um, at this stage and who's going to suddenly shine? And so, look, I would expect them to start their ball rolling for a drive towards the World Cup to get their standard really, really high. And they like to go in with a huge win rate. So I don't think they'll be leaving anything on the field.
0: Okay, so the verdict from this morning, Keith, is that it's a bit of a, a rude awakening, but you're not pressing the panic button just yet.
1: No, I think it's a very tough. It's going to be a very tough tour. Um, uh, I think the pace of today was uh, a harbinger, a harbinger of what's going to be going to see over the next few weeks, and we have to be able to deal with that. If we deal with that, we're in a much better position.
0: Okay, Keith, great stuff. Thanks, Millie, for joining us. A pleasure. Cheers, Keith Wood, former Ireland captain, there on the line. So it was. Uh, Uh, 32 points to 17 to the Maori All Blacks this morning. It is uh, the first of a five-game series. Test number one is Saturday morning at 5 past 8, Irish time. We'll chat to you tomorrow morning on OTB AM. Thanks a million for being with us. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor. With exfoliating bar.